Hospitality is the lowest paid industry in the economy. So I would make like 200 French martinis a night. One French martini was the price of my taxi home and it was more than my hourly rate and they still just couldn't do it. Hello and welcome to Mon the Workers, a podcast brought to you by the Scottish Trades Union Congress. My name's Rachel Thompson. And I'm Karina Liptrot. And we'd like to wish you a happy International Women's Day. In this episode, we're going to be speaking with trade unionists about getting home safely from work, public transport, and why this is a feminist trade union issue. Getting home safely is a major issue, affecting a wide range of workers, particularly in the entertainment industry, where shifts often run late into the night. This issue is particularly of concern to women, with a recent government study showing that nearly 60% of women say they do not feel safe when using public transport, and a staggering 8 out of 10 women reported that they felt unsafe waiting for a bus after dark. So first up to discuss this, we have Dr Diljeet Bachu from the Musicians' Union. The Musicians' Union have submitted a motion to this year's STUC Congress about the need for safe transportation home for entertainment workers. For a bit of background, and for those of you that don't know, the STUC's Congress is a yearly event which brings together trade unionists from affiliated trade unions in Scotland. Delegates are nominated by their unions, and at Congress, motions are debated and voted on. This democratic process sets the STUC's policies and priorities for the coming year. Welcome, Diljeet. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about the motion? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, So I work at the Musicians' Union um, in our Equalities Department. I'm an Equality, Diversity and Inclusion Officer um, and have been for about six months, but was also an activist in the region. So it's always really exciting to be at conversations with SCUC. So yeah, so our um, motion from our Scotland Northern Ireland Regional Committee to this year's Congress um, is titled Nighttime Safety for Workers. Um, And really drawing on the Get Me Home Safely campaign by Unite, um, we're building on that to call on Congress to um, support kind of better public transport funding um, to make sure that things like staffing um, are fulfilled properly, especially at night time, so that there's just more protection for people who are travelling at that time to feel safe. Um, Also things like an increase in in night buses. and for also kind of an increase in training to make sure that people who are working and providing that transport are also um, better equipped to stop and kind of report sexual harassment and assaults. And I guess that general sort of bystander awareness side of things as well. Um, and also things like taxi um, provision and making sure that it just in general that nighttime safety um, is better. Um, a lot of our members can be, you know, anything from orchestral players who are obviously performing in tonight and then obviously have to find out how to get to you know where the car park is or or the nearest kind of train or if they're traveling between cities even making sure they can get the last train and you know what happens if if they don't um and making sure there's adequate transport they'll often have a lot of equipment instruments Mm. things like that to carry and then on the other side of it you've got your independent musicians your independent artists who could be in you know, any number of venues and they're often not employed. And I think that's actually a really key issue is how we make sure that we're not only supporting those who are employed workers in the nighttime economy, but also making sure that we cover self-employed and freelancers, um, as well as, I know I've been in conversations around um, with kind of other casualised workers um, around how we make sure that people don't fall through the, the gaps. In terms of the safety issues of people who are out there having like just for a night out um, and then you're just trying to get home from work and you've got people kind of 
I mean, it's a very Glasgow thing, maybe, but you'll have people like heckling if you're walking down the street with an instrument. Oh, I mean, it really? happens at all times of day, but it's a bit more. And it's got a different edge to it when you're trying to get home from work sober. Yeah, and by you've yourself. Got drunk people yelling at you about your instrument and asking you to play something in the middle of the street, you know. One thing we're aware other union campaigns are advocating for is for employers to fund things like private taxis to make sure that workers can get home where there's not an alternative form of public transport available like a bus or a train, um, which we think is fantastic. And we are interested in how this can also be extended to make sure there's a similar level of provision for freelance workers. So where there's not an employer... Who then takes responsibility for making sure, you know, does that come from government? Does that come from somewhere else? But who ultimately can be responsible to make sure that everyone gets home as well and not just um, not just employees? Thank you so much, Delji. Good luck with the motion and we'll see you at Congress. Next up, we have Caitlin Lee from Unite the Union. Caitlin kickstarted Unite's Get Me Home Safely campaign in 2021. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Would you like to tell us a bit about the campaign and how it started? In 2020, we were all in lockdown. Um, so hospitality workers were obviously not able to work um, because everything was shut. And we had just started up the Glasgow Hospitality branch and... Obviously, by March, we were already having discussions about women's safety, particularly like at night, um, because of things that had happened in London with like Sarah Everard and other women. And it was the first time that I kind of realised that a trade union can actually discuss issues that aren't just in the workplace, but are kind of societal mm-hmm. issues. So we came together. Um, it was all, it was women in hospitality from. Edinburgh, Glasgow and the Ireland branch and we put forward a a really kind of powerful um, video with um, around the issue of women's safety and what we want um, trade unions to be doing. A lot of our members were coming with we're coming to us being like, I'm worried about my financial situation. Tips have went down because people aren't carrying cash and we and then um, level zero happened so and the night buses had been totally rolled back and just were non-existent. So if you were finishing past 11 o'clock, there was no option but to get a taxi. We also had the taxi shortage. So we were having members telling us they were waiting like an hour or having to pay £25 uh, for a taxi. That was one one time I did have to do that. That's on terrible. Yeah, it was, it was like a Friday night and I was shattered, finished and... The tax, the other taxis were telling me it was going to be like an hour and a half, and I got I got a taxi rate for twenty five pounds from the city centre to the south side of Glasgow, Jeez. and that's such a chunk of your ages from that evening as mm. well. Yeah, I mean I was on nine pound fifty, so it was it was a it was like two and a half hours wages mm-hmm. that I just sacrificed. I raised the issue with my manager um, because we did used to have a taxi allowance and that totally got scrapped after COVID and it, it but it wasn't it wasn't anything anyway it was like four pounds and so it, once you got into a black cab you were actually just you were already one pound twenty in debt because um, the rates start so it, it really meant nothing so I asked um, are we going to get taxis provided that was refused the kind of compromise was finish at midnight and get your last bus and that was so I finished at midnight my last bus was supposed to be at quarter past 12 I waited and waited and it just didn't uh, it didn't show up so I was I walked kind of 
in the city centre, saw the queues for the taxis and thought, if I walk across the bridge, um, maybe I'll be able to get one coming back in. That didn't happen. Um, In the city centre, I was walking and I was actually sexually assaulted um, just in the city centre. There was police just right kind of near me, so I ran up, reported it, and the only way that I actually got home that night was in the back of a police van. That was was how I got home safe um, from... From a shift in a hotel that's a luxury five-star hotel that could have afforded to avoid this whole situation. So this was a company that made £660 million during lockdown in the UK. So when none of their hotels were open, they were still making profit. They could have afforded the taxis. So if a massive multinational company is refusing to not even put women's safety or even, like, Chunk, a chunk of their profits into enabling this, then that's why we kind of went, right, this needs to be a campaign. We need to actually make this an industrial demand because we're not at the peril of employers anymore. And it is like kind of hospitality, low paid workers that are acutely feeling this. And that's why we need to start fighting it. The hospitality is the lowest paid industry in the economy. Most people are on £9.50 an hour. A cocktail in my work, um, a French martini was £10. So I would make like 200, co- 200 French martinis a night and that would have been my taxi fare home. One one French martini was the price of my taxi home and it was more than my hourly rate and they still just couldn't do it. And so I just think one of the real issues with low-paid workers in certain kind of industries is the fact that employers and businesses are putting profit over everything else and that includes your safety how does it make you feel when it's really late at night you're exhausted from work you're trying to find a taxi or you're walking home it can't be good for your your and your staff's morale knowing that your employer just doesn't really care Oh, absolutely. It's it's really bad for the morale. We did we did a survey, it was called Not on the Menu, about sexual harassment and there was we did include um issues around um, transport and sixty two percent of the people that answered it said that it's affected their mental health and their ability to do their job. So as well as the fact that it's just common decency and it should be happening, if you actually did put it in place that like, people would people would be able to be more productive in their workplace. So it actually does serve an employer, but that's not why we want it. Um, it's for other reasons, but it is it, it really does affect people's mental health. Um, we do have, and especially the kind of exhaustion side of finishing a shift and then having the kind of mental exhaustion of being scared or having to walk home or staying alert. So then you can't get home, you get home and then you have to turn your brain off. You're wired. Yeah. yeah. And then you you try and turn your brain off and then that doesn't happen. And then you're going into a shift of like four hours, eight hours later and you're absolutely exhausted. And that's just a constant kind of cycle that low paid workers are in. Can you tell us a bit about the sort of key asks of the campaign? Like what you're fighting, what kind of concrete measures are you fighting for? Yeah, so because Unite um, has... We have so many members in so many different industries. We've joined the campaign with transport because, like I kind of mentioned earlier, it was a it was a late night bus. It was a bus that didn't show up. We know how unreliable services are. We've joined with the kind of transport side, so it's about things like 
bus drivers um, being able to identify um, if like dangerous situations or if someone comes up to you, if you're on a bus, because we've all also been on buses. I'm not saying that buses are a solution because you can be on a bus and you can be sexually harassed. You can be, these things can happen to you. So and how, where do you go from there? Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know to, I wouldn't know that the bus driver would be able to handle that situation. So that's that's a key element of the campaign is the fact that if there's public sexual harassment happening on transport, ensuring that the workers are able to be able to kind of um, make sure that the person that's that's happened to is safe. We also have taxi training again about dangerous situations that you can either be that you could be in in the back of a taxi or if someone's in the in the middle of the street and they need kind of support it's about taxi drivers being able to kind of recognize that so the transport side is really really great and also making sure that like our streets are lit that's another um, element of it and um which i think is really really important and it's so simple mm. as well um when we think about how cities are like designed they're not designed for women like even park like what imagine trying to walk through like a park um until unless it's summer and um, you get you just can't go yeah you wouldn't even consider it yeah after 4 p.m you cannot walk in a park because it's dark in the winter so lighting up like cities lighting up streets making sure that they are actually safe having actual like cctv um functioning because when these things happen and you are if you do report it you need to be able to like be um, you need to be safe and, and being able to kind of have um, evidence and stuff as well and I think that's that's another really important point of it. Yeah so I thought that the call for municipal um, bus services was really interesting would you like to speak a bit more about that? Our bus services shouldn't be driven around profit. Mm-hmm. Our bus services should be driven around serving the people in the community and ensuring that they can get to A to B on an affordable level. When we put the motion through at Edinburgh City Council, obviously Edinburgh City Council do have ownership. And I think that that was a point that we really hit home, that we can actually make sure that these bus services do reflect what hospitality workers or kind of late night workers need, but also ensure that they are safe as well. And I think one of the kind of elements of that is bringing it to kind of council level. So we're obviously, obviously we have kind of, we've got employers, like massive employers like Mawan that's got the, the most hotels in the world. We've got our kind of like governments that are just not doing enough for women's safety. When you take it to a local level, these are like, and kind of speak to councillors, they know the issues that are getting faced and then being able to bring that into a kind of local area and ensuring that they're actually serving the people and holding them accountable at a local level is really, really important. If you're able to know that you can get a bus from A to B and you know that that bus is safe and it's reliable, then that totally kind of eradicates that situation. Instead of paying £10 a night, you're you're paying £10 a week, which is just especially in like a cost of living crisis and just being a hospitality worker or a kind of late night worker these things are really important yeah i mean it really ties in the idea of like public ownership of um our transport system it really is ultimately oh in many ways it's like a feminist issue it's a feminist worker um issue 
What would you say to anyone wanting to get involved or start their own campaign like this? So my advice to to people that want to build their own campaign about an issue that they feel and they know that it's widely felt is absolutely do it. We need voices of young women. We need the voices of people that are actually affected by this to actually be the ones driving the campaigns and also driving the demands. I think if you'd sat in a room of... um, kind of what you imagine trade unionists to look like and ask them how should how how should we make um women's safety a workplace issue it would be like kind of health and safety rhetoric blah 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 whereas things like the get me home safely campaign has been entirely driven by hospitality workers late night workers saying here are here are key issues that we have and here are key solutions so the fact that we're calling for licensed premises that serve alcohol to provide taxis past eleven o'clock. That came from a hosp- that came from hospitality workers. Mm-hmm. Knowing that they sit through the two hour license and training, they know that it's all customer facing and there's no um, consideration for our safety. So we've taken that and put forward a solution that actually incorporates the workers' safety as well. Would you like to share some of the successes of the campaign? I saw a few online that were quite interesting. Yeah, so we have been taking it because some so many of the demands of the campaign are quite kind of local um, council based. We've been taking the campaign council to council, so we have a motion that is very very kind of stringent. It's it's at, it's all the demands of the campaign, and it's about putting that forward um, and not kind of not coming back from it because we can have. Like we we don't need charters. We don't need um, we don't we don't need a charter. We don't need a kind of promise of oh we'll look to it. We have key demands and we have actual kind of things that will work. And it's about putting them forward. Um, so we've had Ed, the two largest councils in Scotland uh, signed up to it. So we've got Edinburgh and Glasgow. I know, <laughs> but we've also got smaller councils that have done it. So like North Ayrshire, Falkirk, they've also signed up to it. And I think that shows the argument of if the bigger ones can do it, then the weir ones can do it. But if the weir ones are pushing forward a, a standard, then the bigger ones should absolutely be doing it. So it's that's been really, really kind of great. Um, in England, we have like Newcastle and Brighton um, last month. They... They um, signed up to the motion and pushed pushed it forward in council. So that means that every worker in Brighton, which is a massive nightlife city, and they have had issues um, around um, nightlife and women's safety for quite some years. And now they actually have kind of tangible change that workers will feel the safety around it. We have um, we have both mayors in the in. Liverpool and Manchester agreeing um, to working with us and ensuring that this happens. But we also have it in workplaces. So we have um, we have workplaces that have demanded it through collective mm-hmm. uh, uh, through collective grievances, and they've got it because they're they're not waiting for councils to do it. They're empowered by the campaign and pushing it forward themselves. And it is it's it's really kind of taking on. Um, like kind of leaps and bounds since it started like we're not even in March it will be a year since the campaign was created and in the short space of time what we've managed to do I I absolutely can't wait for the next year Mm. (laughs) 
So just just quickly, is there like an Instagram handle or anything for the campaign? So we do have a Unite website um, and then it's called Get Me Home Safely and we've got a web page. We also have Fair Hospitality, um, Twitter and Unite Hospitality on Instagram with updates of the campaign always getting posted, particularly our wins. We've got great videos of us standing outside councils or us kind of campaigning for it and all of that is available on Unite or um, Unite Hospitality's Instagram page. Okay, thank you so much for your time, Caitlin, and good luck with the campaign. Thanks for listening to Mon the Workers, a podcast brought to you by the Scottish Trades Union Congress. Today's episode was presented by Karina Liptrot and Rachel Thompson and edited by Karina Liptrot. To find out more about the STUC, visit our social media channels where our username is at ScottishTUC. 